So we spoke out in the past that Chaim Velozhna is Masber Muridika Oimik when he talks about the Lashma of Mitzvot. Okay? What's the Lashma of Mitzvot? The Lashma of Mitzvot is Be'etzem, the Halacha is, and the Ikakim of the Mitzvot is doing the Guf HaMitzvot, right? You put on your tefillin, your lulav, your sukkah, right? You did the pu'ula, you did the ma'isa mitzvah. That's the mitzvah, right? The lashmo, the kavona that you put into doing the mitzvah, which we call in his lashon, where your dovok in Hashem, in your process of doing your mitzvah, when you do the mitzvah, b'dechilu v'rechimu, which means that when you do the mitzvah with Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. So when you add Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem to your mitzvah, which all your day your mitzvah, you're becoming doubled to Hashem, you're becoming attached to Hashem, you're bringing Kvoit Shemayim, Gilui Kvoit Shemayim, all these fancy stuff that's like enhancing the mitzvah. By adding the kavana, the pool is the same, but by adding the kavana, you're enhancing what the mitzvah does. Okay? Now, I just want to speak out. In Yerushalayim, there's be'etzim, a number of levels of Yerushalayim. Okay? So the lowest level of Yerushalayim is what we call Yiras Oinesh, where you're doing it with an understanding that if you transgress, you'll be punished. If you do it correctly, you'll get schar. It means your relationship with Hashem is a schar einish type of relationship. That's usually not referred to as dveikus, the yira that's dveikus. That's really a yira which is like a kabbalas ol malchus I'm accepting the yoke of heaven. And I'm not doing it for the purpose of covet. You know, I'm not doing the mitzvah to get covet. I'm doing the mitzvah because Hashem commanded me to do the mitzvah. And I'm afraid that if I don't listen to him, I'll be punished for it. And if I do it, I'll get schar. So I'm mekabal the old Malchus Shemayim. That's not really dveikus. That's step one, obviously. That's in the lowest level. When you're pushing doing the mitzvah on a lower level. The higher level of doing the mitzvah is where you add what we call yiras roimimusa yizbarach. But you're more in awe. Of Hashem. The Mesilis Hashem, you have to learn a good. I'm not going to give a share on it now because it's a whole sugar But if you learn in the Mesilis Hashem, it's in Perach of Dalid, where he talks about Yiras Musa Yizborach and Yiras Chait, which is a sniff, which is a part, which is a chalik of Yiras Musa. It's a much higher form of Reimemus of Hashem, and, 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 and that where Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem will create a Devekis. Okay? So basically what happens is, even though Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem are separate mitzvahs, they are separate mitzvahs, but they also serve as a way of elevating your regular mitzvahs. Because the Iker, Iker Amkis in Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem is, even the Iker mitzvah of them, is not to sit, let's say, in Avas Hashem and just sit and bask in the Tainug of this love relationship with Hashem. That's called Ahava B'Tanugim, which is going to the Schar and Olam Habo. 
the Ikar mitzvah of Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem is that a person should be motivated to connect to Hashem. So it has to attach to a mitzvah. It's not something that's that's disattached from a mitzvah. There's a Sefer Atanya with my friend uh, Rabbi Shimon Gruen when I gave a vad earlier about this. He, gave, he sent me a marmokum from the Tanya in Perak Mem where he discusses this and he brings down from the Sifre Kabbalah that um, Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem are called kinafayim. They're called wings. Gadfin. Gadfin means wings. It's wings to the mitzvot. Meaning, just like a bird, you have a bird, right? The halacha is if a bird is uh, hurt in a certain way, it becomes a trefer, right? But if you crack the bones in the wings of the bird where it can't fly, or even if you remove the wings from the bird, it's not a trefer. Why? Because the bird is not its wings. But without its wings, it can't fly high, right? So the guf mitzvah, is whatever you're doing, the tefillin, the mezuzah, the, the, the shoifah, the lulav, the, whatever, whatever it is, right? That's the goof mitzvah. But what makes the mitzvah elevated and bring and, and all the fancy stuff that the mitzvah is supposed to do, that's the wings. Those wings are avas Hashem and yiras Hashem. And the Balatani over there speaks out that that's really the together of the mitzvah, even though avas Hashem and yiras Hashem are mitzvahs by themselves. But together, those mitzvahs are to do something with it. He says uh, a person sitting in a, a, a pond, a freshwater pond or a lake or something like that, and he's screaming that he's thirsty and he can't drink. He has nothing to drink. So just drink. If you're really thirsty, you'll drink from the water that's around you, right? So if a guy says, I have Avas Hashem, Avas Hashem, and I have a Tzimoyen, and I want to connect to Hashem, and I love Hashem, and, da, 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 and he doesn't do anything to connect with him, that means it doesn't really have Avas Hashem. You follow? So Avas Hashem by nature is not that I'm basking in that pleasure of Avas Hashem. It's supposed to bring me to do something, right? So that's the gather of Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem by mitzvahs, where the more you think about it and the more you shtel it to your mitzvah, the more you're enhancing your mitzvah, right? However, said the Rabbi, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin, when it comes to Lashmo of Torah, it's different. The Lashmo of Torah is not focusing on Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem B'Shas Talimud. Over here, the focus of learning is to understand the actual Limud itself. You're attaching to the learning. You're trying to understand the Bimafalpal and get the, the, the Amkis of the Sugya. And you have, which he says, you have Ahavat HaTorah. You love the actual Torah itself. And therefore, you're willing to exert all the energy in the world and your best years of your life and everything you got into understanding Yomara, Rashi, Toysis, Rishonim, Achronim, till the Psach Halacha, till you come out clear with Emes and the Sugi. Why are you investing so much energy? Why are you investing so much time? Why are you being mafalpal over and over until you get it clear? Because there's a certain love for the Torah itself, and that's the Lushmo, right? L'hanchil she brings down from Chazal. The Torah is speaking. The Torah says, I will give bracha to those that love me. L'hanchil ohavai. It's not talking about Hashem. It's talking about the Torah. The way Reb Chaim learns it. Torah feels loved. You, you, you put energy into it. You, you, you put kaiches into it. It feels loved. However, in Shadal Paragdal, which is really what we're up to, Reb Chaim goes on to say something very deep. He says, you can't be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Torah Shema, 
unless it precedes what Avas Hashem and Hiras Hashem. So I want to try to explain that. It's a deep point. He's basically saying there's a big danger in learning Torah so to speak, getting involved in the actual sugi and this and that. There's a, there's a certain danger to it because then your God, your Torah can become a godless Torah. Right? That's what Chazal said. Those that were holding on to the Torah didn't know me. It could become a godless Torah. Why? It could be all about Lambdas. It could be all about Chachmah. When you learn Torah properly, if you learn the mitzvahs of Torah properly, especially if you learn the mitzvahs of Ben Azmul you will become one of the greatest psychologists that ever walk in the face of the planet. Because you will understand Kreichas HaNefesh Adam like no one's business. And the Torah the speaks connected to the Yitzhara. And the, 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 the whole Torah is uh, built on the Haftarach HaKamaycha. You know, you can become a genius in all kinds of things. You can be a genius in science as well. You see some of the G'dayli HaPoyskim, where they had to apply the Torah to modern Shilas. They understood uh, science like no one's business, right? So the, the Torah is Mole Mole Chochman Torah. So it's possible that if you start getting involved in the love of the Chochmah of the Torah, and the understanding of the Torah, it's possible you get stuck there without God, right? Then it could become a godless Torah, chas So, so uh, the Nefesh HaChaim is busy saying, no, no, no. Before you open the book, you have to build up that you want to become close to Hashem and Yiris Hashem and Abbas Hashem, that the Roishim, is an Amkis, the Roishim of the Abbas Hashem and Yiris Hashem has to stay with you even when you're involved in the Sukkot. I mean, you're not thinking Avas Hashem and Yeras Hashem when you learn. You're not thinking about God. You're thinking about the Sugya. But the Roshim, that the Avas Hashem and Yeras Hashem that you had pre-learning has to stay with you, that you never forget that all your Amelis and all your Yigiyah and all you're trying to understand is to know the will of God and reveal the will of God. So God's in the picture. He's just not in front of your eye when you're learning. But he's in the picture, and that's why Chaim Velazhna says in a later parak that if you feel that the the Roisha, the impression that Avas Hashem and Yer Hashem that you had before you started learning is wearing off, because now you're involved in the Sukkis, he starts wearing off. Then you open a Musa Sefer and you learn Avas Hashem and Yer Hashem. And that's Taka why the Minig of the Ulama Yeshivas is to have a Musa Seder in the middle of learning, right? And the first Seder, whatever it is, why is it that way? Because you have to recharge those batteries. Before you go to second Seder, you have to recharge those batteries. So you had a Shacharis, and you had, you know, your pre-learning, according to Rebchaim Velozha and the Goyim, you're supposed to learn Musa before you learn Gemara. And that's why there's an Indian to say those Yehidat songs, they put a... Uh, on the board outside, uh, Rude put up a whole thing over there. But there's a reason for that: is to focus what the purpose of your learning is and what you're doing with your learning. And the roishim of the avas Hashem and the yiras Hashem has to be there in order to have tarus. Well, that's the shikol tarayah. Now, but I want to tell you over something that I saw in Ramat Yisrael Solomon. They just put out a kuntras on. Uh, it's called the kuntras matzis Chaim and it's on Maimed Harsina. It's a brand new. Uh, Conscious that came out from the Vadim of Rabbi Matasio, happens to be a good friend of mine who is his son in law, put it out. And Punk um, of Mayor Vignano gave me the recordings of it. And I heard the recording first, then I bought the book and I saw it's Mabish the same thing. 
Okay, so I saw a piece here from from Ramatasel, which I want to build on. He learns the Nefeshachayim a little bit different than what I just told you, but I'm not going to go into that because why I think his pshat's not 100% of pshat in the but I just want to say, okay, let's focus on this, okay? So this contrast that Ramatasel is writing over here is a contrast, the whole contrast is about understanding the mind midhar sila. And he goes on in his Agdama first, he brings the Ramban, and maybe we'll go into it, maybe now until Shavuot, being that Shavuot is the Chag that celebrates and relives the Maimon Sinai. maybe we'll use this safe for the next couple of days. But the point is, he brings, starts off his whole contrast with the Pasuk in the Torah that the Torah says, very, very clear, Rak Isham Elecho, you should remember, be careful, it's like a love. You should ever forget what happened, what you saw. So number one, the Ramban says that there's a love in the Torah to ever forget Maimed Sinai. And if you learn through the Ramban properly, you'll see that you have to remember every detail of Maimed Sinai. Not just that there was a Maimed Sinai. You have to remember the details of the Maimon And there's a second mitzvah. And you have to teach it to your children and to your grandchildren. This is a special mitzvah in the Torah, and that's around this mitzvah the Kuntras is being built. Okay? So in this shtickle over here, he brings down a big facet of Maimon Sinai was, the Torah was given to us in a way that we previously, before we got the Torah, Hashem instilled in us Yira Shomai. Okay? And that's what it says opening the Pasuk. Hashem Yilmedun Lira Oisi Kol Hayomi. This fear that I instilled in you, Bashas Maimed Athenai, has to live with you for the rest of your life, right? So the main point of this Maimed uh, Bays over here, the Sefer, is to tell us the importance of Yira. Okay? So obviously I'm not going to go through every point right now. I just want to go to one point. It says, he brings down the Nefesh HaChaim that we are learning. He brings down a piece of what the Nefesh HaChaim says. Okay? And I'm going to read that to you. So he says like this. The Nefesh HaChaim Dalit Perek Dalit. Pay attention, Cohen. You need a coffee? Amkis, you ready? But mm-hmm. now the Amkis is beginning. All this other stuff was just the pre-game show. Okay? Now is Amkis. You ready? You focus. Shalu. Abraham. Amkis. He brings down the Zoya. He's, I think he's in the, oh, he says it in the Zoya language. You want me to read it in the Zoya language yeah, or the yeah, Hebrew yeah, language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Zoya, I'll do both. Okay? So, the Zoya's language is, My old Malchus Shalmayim. What is old Malchus Shalmayim? Ela kahaitura. You have to be like an ox. Hochanami. It's starach le barnash, le kabla, ale, ol, bekadmaisa. First, he has to put the yoke 
of heaven on him. Just like we put the yoke on the ox before it plows. We put the yoke on the ox before we attach the wagon with all the stuff that it has to schlep. You have to put a yoke first. So too, if you want to be Mekayim the Mitzvahs, first you need to put a yoke. Okay, you got that? But if you're not Mekabal all first, you can't do any, any mitzvot. What's the all? What is the all? By the ox, we know what the yoke looks like. What's the yoke for us? Got it? Here's the Zoya. The Zoya says, without Yirah, you don't have the yoke. No yoke, no mitzvahs. Not child. Got it? So he's using this Nefesh Achaim here that says, you want to learn Torah? First you got to have Yirah. No year and no yoke. No yoke, no, no tyrant. You want to do mitzvahs? Got to have year first. No year and no mitzvahs. You got to have the yoke. What? All Malchus Shemayim is saying is year. Okay? And he's learning the Pashas and Sivas English. But I just want to say, I don't want to get technical based on what I said before, but he's saying like this. He says, Kishinadayik Bidvarev. If you learn the Zoya properly, you'll have a deeper understanding of what it means that you should accept the yoke of heaven. Simply you understood the Omar Hoshimai means I accept the, the, the yoke of the actual mitzvah itself. Right? I'm a Kabbal. I'm a Kabbal to wear tefillin every day. I'm a Kabbal the actual mitzvah itself. He says, no. We compare it to the yoke of the ox. The yoke of the ox is not what the ox plows with. It doesn't plow with the yoke. By putting on the yoke, you're able to attach the clay machresha to do the avoid. Okay? So he says, The all itself is not the masa of the avoider, it's attached to it. Okay? So in this respect, it's very similar to what we were saying earlier from the Balatanya, that the Ikin Kufa Mitzvah is not the Avas Hashem and the Yerush Hashem, it's only the Gadfin, it's only the, 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 the Knafaya. But he's just explaining it a little different than what I said before. But Barma, he is saying that the Yira is what attaches you to the Avoidah. It's not the Guf Avoidah. It's what attaches you to the Avoidah. Okay, I'm going to explain the Oymik much deeper than it's written here. And much deeper than the way it was said in the Bible. But I'm going to work off what Ramat is saying. We have the time now to develop such Amphis. Okay? So he says like this. Hashem is heavy. It's difficult. It's a yoke. It's it's a massa, right? 
what's going to give me the ability and the strength and the koyach to do the avayda? That's yira, which is going to be like the all. Got it? So let's just try to digest what he's saying. He's saying there's two parts always, right? Let's say you have a cow, right? And you want him to drag a wagon that's a ton. The weight is a ton. It's a heavy, heavy load, right? How do you get him to do it? So you put the yoke, and then you attach the wagon to it. Now he can't get away, right? The yoke doesn't let him pits off, you know? He's locked in over here. So the yoke is what attaches the masa. So we call all and masa. All is the yoke. The masa is the wagon, right? So he explains. The etza mitzvah is the masa. The mitzvah is not easy. It's work involved in the mitzvah, right? But why didn't I run away from the mitzvah? Why didn't I get myself putter from the mitzvah? Why don't I sleep in shachas? Because it's hard to carry the mitzvah of shachas. The mitzvah of shachas is a very heavy weight to carry. I have to get out of bed. And I have to concentrate. And I have to try to reach my emotions. It comes to masa. So I want to get out of the masa, right? So what's the thing that holds me to the masa? What's the thing that holds me to it? That's the all. What's that? Yira. So if you don't have yira, you're going to sleep in bed. So yira is going to be the all. And through the yira, you're going to be able to carry the masa, which is the actual mitzvah. Got it? That's what he's saying. And that's what he's pulling out from the Zohar, that the gather of Yira is, it's the link to the Avayda. It's the, it's the all to carry the Masa. That's the longest. Got it? Clear? Now, what's, why, why do we need Yira, though? The question is, why do you need Yira? Why can't it be, you command me to do something, and I should be able to work? To do the masa, what I need the yira to do the masa. So he's going to say a pshat here, which is a very deep pshat. He quotes a a statement from Reb Itzel Petterberger. Anybody know Reb Itzel Petterberger here? Lo shamata alav. So and who's Reb Itzel Petterberger? The big rabbi for sure. Nachos. <laughs> but uh, who was he? He was a student of Rabbi Sol Salanta. And he put out the sefer that we have today called Ar Yisrael. Got it? So in Ar Yisrael, there's a few parts to Ar Yisrael. So in one part called Share Ar, that's a pirish that's written by the Talmud of Rabbi Sol Salanta based on the Torah of his rabbi. Bitzel Petterberger's name was. Okay? So he says like this. Listen to this. He says that what makes a human different than an animal is that a human being has bechiro, free choice. An animal does not. What gives the koyach of bechiro to the adam that comes from yira? Koyach al yira, who a koyach came. Big, big, deep thing here. You thought you have Bechira because you have Seichel. You can do what you want. And you can make decisions, right? You're not an animal. You're a human. You have Seichel, right? Says of Itzel Petterberg, a big sight. The only way for you to exercise your Bechira as a human being 
is only with the koach of yira. Anybody know pshat in that? It's mamashah pella. Pella. So it says Ramatis Amkis, which I've heard him say in many shirim this yesayit. He says, you think that Bechira means that you do what you want to do. That's not Bechira, because animals also do what they want. They only do what they want. Bechira means that you could do what you don't want to do. You could go against what you want to do. Your nature is to do one thing you want, and you decide to do it. Can I get that? And he goes on to explain, which we're not going to have time today to really beat this up, which we'll continue with it tomorrow. But I just want to get the etzim side on the table, the first layer of the side. It says that a goy doesn't really have bechir. Why? A goy can be boicha, you know, he can choose, he has a brain. The Territ says, by him, it's together what we call the sifre musa, Mischalif Yetzir B'Yetzir. Has anybody ever heard of that thing called Mischalif Yetzir B'Yetzir? Graz, you ever heard of Mischalif Yetzir B'Yetzir? It means like this. Let's say I'm a heavy smoker. I love the lake. Okay? It's a Comes along a doctor and he says to me, listen, you got to stop smoking. And he starts to show me videos of People's lungs, how they're affected. Takes me on a tour through the hospital. Shows me how many people are sick because of the smoking. And he shows you all the studies that smoking, if you smoke on a consistent basis, you could be knocking off 20 years of your life, right? So the guy says, you know what? I decide not to smoke. Why do you decide not to smoke? Because there's taiva to live. A happy, long life is a bigger taiva than the cigarette. So he's mischalif yetzer b'yetzer. They both, he wants both. He wants life, and he wants cigarettes. So he's mischalif yetzer b'yetzer. But he's still doing what he wants. Because he wants both. And just now this, he wants more than this. Just like money, right? I like the chill. I love the chill. I love money too. So if I love money more than chilling, I'm willing to get up and work. I'm not guilt. Show what you like better. That's called mischalif, yates of yates. Got it? But a guy doesn't have a koyach to mavatel his das and his rotsin to something that's above him. He has no understanding of in it even. It's above him. It's a godly commandment. It's above the intellect of a human being. So now, the only thing you can do is break your rotsin and accept something higher. That's real Bechira, where I can go against my whole self. My whole nature is one way. Torah says something else. It's not like I have a rotsin in that. I have a rotsin only in connected to Torah. But I'm able to go above my rotsin, and that's what makes me a true human. That I can go above my rock. That's what he says. I have to stop here, but I'm going to bring this to to another uh, level when we're done with it. So don't sleep tomorrow and be here for part two. Okay? Zagabash.